This week's episode of Greetings from Storybrooke is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Again, that link is audibletrial.com slash storybrook. It's happening again. I'm about to give birth, and an evil sorceress is threatening the future of my child. To be fair, the first time I was threatening you... Everyone else just became collateral damage. Remind me again why we forgave her? Because I'm helping. Greetings from Storybrooke. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is Mining Time, digging deeper in the grime, round and round the circle of time, running towards the finish line. We also talk about ABC's hit series, Once Upon a Time. How are you doing, Anne-Marie? I'm a little creeped out, but I'm good. Good, good. I, I'm creeped out, too, and I'm, I was the one what said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, we're almost done, right? We have... I honestly didn't realize till today... That it was two episodes. Yeah, it basically. was basically two episodes so, left. I was like, but, but, but no. Yeah, it's that it, it, it's that a uh, two-hour season finale that we have coming up that probably uh, just made it. It feels like it's coming up way too way quick. Way too quick. And then we're gonna be on summer break for three months. I know. Hmm. We will. We will find some stuff to do in between then, and we'll be doing our Legends of <laughs> Gotham podcast as well, uh, which you can check out at legendsofgotham.com. We don't have an episode up yet. After we're done uh, recording tonight's episode, we're actually going to do like the Zero episode. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But we also got a, we, we got a Facebook page up, a Twitter up. We, we've been posting about it. You've probably heard about it. Uh, but speaking of the finale, uh, we were thinking about it today. I Actually, I was thinking about it and I told Anne-Marie we're doing this and she was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't sound like that. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mickey Mouse. Okay. Sorry. I can't get my voice up much higher. That's best. I uh, know, but uh, we, we decided uh, since we had such a successful time and actually ended up being one of our most downloaded episodes ever, the Wonderland uh, live Wonderland wrap up hangout, mm-hmm. uh, we thought it would be fun to do a smaller uh, live event. Yes. For the finale. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring in two panelists. Uh, two weeks from today, we're recording this on Tuesday, April, end of the 29th. month. 29th. Yeah. And uh, we're going to bring in two guests. I've been talking to a couple of friends of mine, and uh, we, we've been trying to – we're trying to reach out and get a couple people who haven't been on before. Basically. Just, you know, to keep it If you fair. were on Wonderland, you're out. Mm-hmm. If you but, were on this one, you're out. But if you were on Wonderland, uh, we're, we're probably going to do a half-season wrap-up thing – you know the fall, the week after the finale, or a week what? or two after the finale. We talked about this. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'll fill you I in just, later. I'll have to smile no, I'll, and I'll fill you in with our listeners. Okay, fill uh, me in. Uh, probably uh, one or two weeks after the finale, we were, uh, I was thinking about bringing back all of our favorite people from that Wonderland hangout and anyone else who wants to join us to do a big wrap up. Uh, hang out. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, it'll be cray. It'll be straight cray. We'll bring a jug of magic juice again. <laughs> it'll so be a lot of fun. Clean the jug from the magic juice. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, we need soap. That should be fun, but look forward to that in a couple weeks, and uh, if you haven't heard from us, you might, especially if you haven't been on the show before. If you haven't heard from us, you might. 
Yeah, if if you haven't heard from us yet, you might soon if we need somebody to fill a slot because uh. we're, <laughs> we're looking for two guests. And I have one person who, barring uh, scheduling, is committed. Uh, so we're we're really looking for one more person. I actually uh, touched base with someone too. I uh, they're they're okay, all mysterious good, good, people. Good story. Good story. Someone and stuff and things and junk. Let's let's move right along, shall we? Wait, well, what do we do next? I I get the rhyme. I haven't done one of these before. <laughs> I've never done the seventy six podcast. <laughs> seventy six trombones in the hit parade. Okay, give us the rhyming summary, Emery. <clears throat> Answers, answers, an episode full of answers. Adam and Eddie are pure plot advancers. We see the curse cast and the price that was paid, plot point by plot point. There were no delays. Henry remembers the days of his life, his family, his friends, the accompanying strife. Emma's the key to defeating the witch, but Regina's love breaks the spell. What a switch. Plus, there's the monkeys on Glorious Wing, all in this week's episode. A curious thing. Curious. Curious. Feels like we're on the wrong show for this. Possibly. No. Curiouser and curiouser. curiouser. Uh, well, uh, I, I'm curious, Anne-Marie. I'm very curious, uh, What did you think about the episode overall? I loved it. What did you love about it? Everything. Just gener- everything? Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Okay. I hated the use of the word cis. <laughs> um, but other than the use of the word cis. Oh, and Henry lived. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you were you were hoping for, for the death of Henry. I right? may have had a very tight grip on his arm going, are they going to actually kill him? <laughs> With a big smile on my face. Yeah, but see then, they did, they did the whole thing, like the whole fake out. English? I thought it was going to be Regina who, who ended up biting it there at that commercial break. Oh. Yeah, they, yeah. Told, they totally had me convinced that it was like the big switcheroonie. Uh, but okay, I guess we'll get go ahead and get started into the main discussion for the episode. Yes. Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, there's been some slight um, mythological changes here to how hearts work. I think, right? Hearts are just very complicated. <laughs> Everything is complicated. Yeah, it seems like uh, every time, uh, what you call it, every time they. The hearts are a major plot point. There's some new thing to them, or there's some new rule. Well, I'm or pretty sure this was new to everybody. Mm-hmm. This one was new to everybody. Uh, the the whole breaking it, breaking it in half, and shoving it in, in two people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, considering that, and considering how you know big that's been as a plot on the show, even down to like why Regina became the evil queen because the stable boy got his heart pulled out and uh, died. I. Do you think? Do you think maybe this kind of breaks the metaphor of the heart a little bit? This combined the whole breaking it in half and shoving it into two different chests. For one, I obviously Regina wasn't experienced then, so she wouldn't have known, and she didn't know until Snow suggested it and it happened to work. Right. Uh, you could tell she didn't want to do it either. She's like, I'm not going to rip your heart out <laughs> and break it in half. But do you think it lessens that? And also, do you think it kind of breaks the heart metaphor a little bit? Do, that, a combination of that and the fact that uh, Regina's head over heels for Robin Hood and gave Love true it. love's kiss, which it seems like you would need a heart for in this episode. No, because she feels with her and she loves and feels with her entire being and her entire soul. Oh, you know, that's a good point because Snow, Snow pointed that out. Mm-hmm. That Regina feels mm-hmm. things deeply. Yeah, because I, I, I know last week they had mentioned that, um, you know, she had put some protections on the heart to where she couldn't be controlled with it. I didn't know if right. that had anything to do with it or not either. It but, might. But it, 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 there's a level. It, it just feels like it just a little bit like 
like it was just a, a little too much and a little different than how we've seen the hearts work before. Uh, it was completely weird and off, but you know what? We couldn't kill off Charming. <laughs> we couldn't do it. Wasn't happening. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially considering he was already in the future. Like, I thought they were going to do a fake out. Yes. Oh, it's actually Walsh who's masquerading as Charming or something. Oh. Yeah, you, you know, I thought it was going to be like an evil twin kind of scenario or okay. something. But then again, you know, she did get his courage. Right. Uh, I also did really like the little bit of foreshadowing in the scene between Regina and Robin Hood right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Where where he's like, uh, we can use my heart for both of us. Kind of foreshadowing right. that That was that precious. Brick. Yeah, and I also kind of thought maybe it might have something to do with how everything shakes out at the end since... You know, uh, Zelina has Regina's heart right now. She does. And uh, she means to destroy it in a spell of some sort. <laughs> so Which would make Regina die. Yes. Y- unless Robin gave her right. half his heart. True. So, so that'll be interesting to that'll see. That'll be interesting. Okay. So there was lots of symbols in this episode. Mm-hmm. Not like to... symbols like clang, clang, yes, clang. Yes, exactly. Okay. Good. Um, first, Just as long as we're on the same page. Well, it sort of goes with snowbells. <laughs> um, we only saw the snowbells in the Johanna did it episode. So are you saying that not only did Johanna uh, perpetrate every evil thing that's ever happened in this series, but she also banned Gl- Glinda the Good Witch to the north? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> the Good Witch of the Johanna South to it. the north? Johanna did it. Um, I... I, I like, but I lo- I thought it was a cute mm, moment. Definitely. I uh, didn't appreciate Regina snapping into evil queen mode there. <laughs> You're stopping to smell the flower or smell the, the roses. The roses. And then she just holds it up. Snowbell. <laughs> and Charming just looks in- with this like blank eaten grin just like, yep. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's uh, just a f- uh, side effect of her actually being pregnant or if she's building into the, the character. But I, I, I kind of see a lot of uh, prego brain in her sometimes in her character. You, uh, you know it could what? I, go either way. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if really you're not be... familiar with the prego brain, it's you kind can't of... remember anything. Yeah. And it, anything. It, when it gets really bad, sometimes the person can even seem like slightly inebriated. Just a little. Oh, good to know. <laughs> just a little bit. But uh, I, I, I thought that was interesting, too. Go ahead with okay, your symbols. I had a couple other symbols. The door. Please raise your hand if you wanted the Well of Wonders to be behind the door. Me. I'm not going to raise my hand, but I wouldn't have been surprised if it happened. I kind of was expecting it. I thought, I think, again, this was one of those moments where I grabbed your arm and said, ooh, is it the Well of Wonders? <laughs> not that that would have made sense because it was supposed to be Glinda behind it. Yeah. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, if you didn't watch you, Wonderland, yeah. uh, basically there's a thing called the Well of Wonders. It's complicated. but uh, <laughs> it's, it's complicated. Basically, it was behind a similar door puzzle it thing. It was always behind some sort of a Yeah. Door. Well, it was, it was behind one of two doors and it was a puzzle to figure out which one it was but right so that but that was i was almost expecting that and i kind of thought it was going to be where we got our introduction to the crossover mm-hmm. um i kind of expect that to happen before the end of the season yeah it would make more sense yeah and it, if nothing else it's definitely it's you know kind of a are you getting messages <laughs> apparently <laughs> maybe you should mute that uh, yeah uh, what was i saying um Again, and I wrote down in my notes somewhere, like, I really wish I could see the show Bible for the Once Universe. That show, that that file has to be huge because you know it's not an actual book. Mm -hmm. And and the doors doors are something that could totally be in there, you know, the Mm -hmm. way they keep coming up. Doors are very important. It's like page one, the rules of magic, and then page like 15 or 16, the, The the, the doors with the don't go anywhere unless they do. 
Right. Well, I love it. She's like, it's just a cheap cloaking spell. And then I wouldn't let her through. I was like, ah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I saw some people saying that uh, Snow shouldn't have been able to go through. Yeah, because of the dark spot on her heart. But it, it had all- nothing to do with that. It had to do mm-hmm. with her intention at the time. Yeah, it was all about intention. And right. uh, Glenda also mentions that she's familiar with Snow White. Right. So that so probably that probably, probably helped, too. Yeah. Although I don't know if she was necessarily controlling who was coming in. No, I think it was all by their intention. Yeah. Um, okay, and the ugly medallions. <laughs> um, instantly, a guy was like, she's got a medallion. <laughs> I may have violently abused him during this episode. Um, sorry, it's all right. I, sur- yeah, I, I survived. You survived. But instantly seeing that, you knew it was important. Oh, yeah. And I, I re- mean, that was a solid 20 minutes before we got any mm-hmm. explanation on it. Well, I remember I remember in one of the first episodes uh, of this half season, we said something along the lines of, why don't you guys just – you know, suspect the person with the green, the giant green medallion that she had it like dangling off from her. She wasn't even wearing it. No, I thought she was wearing it. No, she had it. I think sort of like how, um, like a pocket watch or a scarf or something like around her waist. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, I think I could be completely lying, but But, I'm envisioning this giant green thing banging her. But but this uh, medallion, basically what Glenda said is it focuses the Wicked Witch's Well, that's why she powers. she gave it to her to help her focus, mm-hmm. and she 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 kind of did that, yeah, but so, not so, well. So I'm I'm guessing after uh, Zelina goes back to Oz, mm-hmm. uh, she messes up somehow really big. So Glenda gets involved to kind of mentor her, and she probably takes advantage of the situation. But I'm sure, uh, based on previews and stuff, I'm sure we're going to see that next week. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the impression. We'll talk more about the that later, obviously. The book. So the book. Okay. <laughs> Sorry the about book. that. We, we get into Boston's moods occasionally. I feel like I should watch Clueless. Wasn't that? Emma was from Boston's. That was a really bad joke. It was horrible. That way, I almost want you to cut it. It was so bad. I know. I, I'm considering stopping the recording, but then that's just going to take too long. It's okay. Like so let's seconds. just move on. Yes. The book. The book. Okay. So the fact that the book showed up again in this curse that the fairies didn't have anything to do with planning or manipulating or anything. Yes. Uh, and supposedly weren't even aware of because they were out on a mission to try and find some magical talisman to take, take Selena down. Uh, does that... Which I think was a completely weak, 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 mm-hmm. weak thing. <laughs> At least make one of them appear to state their mission. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I put this in there. Let me double check. Let me double check. Okay. What was Granny really doing? Like she made a 30 second cameo. Well, that, that was... A, a, I, I think it was supposed to mirror the original council yeah. scene because she was making the blanket for Emma. So she was making a new blanket for okay but then why why didn't she make any sort of appearance in story bro i don't know well they it never felt made like it. a waste and just like they have it mm. apparently i'm just gonna go on a tangent and take over your point <laughs> that's fine. but um and I, you know, i'm starting to sound like other people but where is everybody mm-hmm. like we're not utilizing ruby she i mean yeah. she's at least good for taking care of henry well I, and i'm sure as a 14 year old boy he'd love to hang out with ruby mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I, I, I mean, I think it's just in. It's always been this way. They, you know, they can only have time to focus on so many characters. I'm not and this for episode, a focus. this episode was so packed, packed with main plot stuff and main character stuff that I, I just I, they didn't have really room for that. Besides a cameo from uh, Grumpy or Granny here or there. I but know. anyway, just saying, 
Just, just saying. Yeah, I, I, and I mean, I miss all those characters too, for sure. I want uh, Sydney Glass back. Uh, I would love for him to come in for an episode. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Didn't his show get canceled? No, I think Revolution is still on. Or at least uh, they were airing an episode recently, I saw. Okay. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so does this eliminate the fairies as being behind the book? I have a theory. Go ahead. Um, I think that Snow makes the book. You think it's just purely – it's some sort of magic she has inside of herself? Yeah. Um, I think her and Charming are to some degree magical. Mm Mm-hmm. And the book appears when you need – okay, Harry Potter reference. Um, <laughs> when they're down in the Chamber of Secrets and Fox brings you know the sorting hat and he's like, why, mm-hmm. why did you bring me a grubby old hat? And he pulls out the sword of Gryffindor because it came to who needed it when they needed it. Yeah. I think that's what the book is. I can buy that. The book that. is the sword of Gryffindor mm-hmm. and you're welcome. <laughs> no, but I, I can definitely buy that. Um I, I think to – did, did we ever – because I know Regina went to look up the Oz chapter. I'm guessing she, she didn't never open, She didn't open the book. She never got around to or it. Or if she did, she mm-hmm. – I must – I don't know. I think she got sidetracked. Squirrel. Robin <laughs> Squirrel. Hood. Squirrel. Monkey. Robin Hood. I, I, mean, I had another point in my head. I'm trying to think. Yeah, your it. point was that Emma's a horrible liar. Oh, yeah, she was when she was like, oh, no, I didn't – the book no. wasn't there. No, because I, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. The book wasn't there. I see. I I totally thought it was because she was kind of like moving like the blanket to where the bottom was never completely revealed of the chest. I saw bottom. I thought I saw bottom at least. Okay, don't pull it up and scrub through. I have to now. (sighs) No, I I I honestly think Mm -hmm. that snow makes it appear because she just they found it where she found it last time. Yeah, yeah. And it's a matter of necessity, and it's Mm -hmm. it's a Henry thing even. It's like a connection because it was Henry who needed it last time mm-hmm. and it's Henry who obviously needs it this time. Needs it again. But the book did look thicker. Okay. Henry confronting Emma. Thank you for bringing out the New Yorker in him. Mm-hmm. He was straight up New York teenager. Yeah. He's like, no, stop lying to me. What's mm-hmm. going on? I can't tell you. Yes, you can. <laughs> but give me my keys. <laughs> and then he runs away, tries to run away. You know what I thought was really good, though, was after he got his memories back and uh-huh. everything, uh, you still saw a bit of that New York Henry oh, yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, the characters definitely evolved. Uh-huh. Uh, even, even oh, he needed to grow up a little bit. Plus or minus a curse. He's definitely plus evolved. Or minus a curse. <laughs> <laughs> he's definitely evolved. Uh, but, but, yeah, I really like that scene, too. And it, mm-hmm. I, Although, Emma, come on, cop out with the... I'm your mom. I'm your mom. You have to listen to me. You can get away with that with a little kid. Yeah, he's too big for that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, way too big for that. Speaking of Henry, though, um, him and Hook had a failed adventure (laughs) in this episode. Uh, Hook – and and this is my interpretation of it. We'll discuss it in a second. Uh, But basically, Hook was operating doing what he thought was best. He didn't want to – he couldn't – bring himself to tell emma because the witch had threatened all of their lives if he told her right. not just henry's right but her parents and regina and everyone else mm-hmm. and so when you know the witch abducted him and stuff i the only thing he could think to do was to get henry out of dodge until you know everything blew over and i thought that was pretty noble of him that you know he he was Willing to protect Henry that way. I I'm, and I mean they have like a they have a decent connection, right? Which is, uh, now, which is over why the past he, couple episodes. He listened. I I don't know. I I don't know if he totally went about it the right way. Yeah, I mean, 
there were mistakes he made. He tried but he, to send him on a random boat with Smee to New York. <laughs> Personally, Smee, I don't want Smee to be the person to protect me. Yeah, I was going to say Smee that has been busy trying to convince Hook to go pirating in yes. in the modern world. Yes. <laughs> and every, so, yeah, I can definitely see that point. And it, like again, it comes back to the same same thing that we were discussing with Snow going through the door. It comes back to intention. Right. And Hook's intention was to get Henry out of there until he could figure out a way to fix things. Right. And it, uh, there were there was no malice in it. No. Oh no, no. It, like it, they, it was all done out of caring for all of, you know, the good guys. Right. The, the main characters. Right. I actually kind of think yeah, I totally should have reversed my next two points. Um <laughs> so we're going to do that. Okay. Um but no, I I still think he should have been, he should have told them something, maybe mm-hmm. not the specifics of what she did, but maybe mm-hmm. Even if he'd have just told them Zelina did something and she threatened Henry and this Mm. was the only thing I could do to – something. Yeah, but I don't think it was the kind of thing that – you know, there was a loophole, a, a loophole way, way to tell them because Zelina was just waiting for him to flinch <laughs> before right. she acted. I mean, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. You know, she had monkeys after him the whole time. I'm not going to talk about well, We are going to talk about monkeys. I, I, I mean, obviously, because the monkey showed up right when he was about to take Henry out of Storybrooke. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, what a way to find out uh, that there's magic in the world, a flying monkey what gunning for that? you. <laughs> What's that? It's a flying monkey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but sorry for the sound effects, folks. Okay, as we as we've uh, become aware of over the course of well, this mainly episode? in the first episode and this episode too. Uh, but most of these flying monkeys are beloved s- citizens of Storybrooke slash the Enchanted Forest, including Aurora and Philip. Right. Uh huh. And. They all got shot. I don't think they're dead. <laughs> you don't think they're dead? No. The way they poofed. Yeah, they did poof kind of weird with like a red kind of weird. They – I almost want to say they were like a hologrammy fake mm-hmm. something. Or maybe it's like a – And the image got killed. Maybe right? maybe it's like there's a safety built into the spell to where if they get mm-hmm. damaged, they go back to regroup. But you know what I really wonder? I wonder if Aurora – was pregnant as the monkey because the the monkey really didn't have a baby bump. <laughs> do monkeys have baby bumps? I don't know. Do they? Well, I, mean, I don't know. I'm not the monkey. They're primates, so yeah, I, 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 I'd buy it. I think they get turned into like a generic something, like a generic monkey. Yeah, well, it's obviously not a, a monkey that's uh, in our world. Yeah. Unless there, I don't know, there might be some sort of like weird sub-African species that has wings. But I, I mean, they have flying raccoons and squirrels and stuff. So. Flying raccoons. Rocky raccoon? Rocky uh, and Bullwinkle? Yeah, Rocky Come and Bullwinkle. On. Cartoon. Documentary. No. You've obviously never seen the uh, the movie with uh, Jason Alexander and no. Rene Russo and Robert De Niro. No, good. I'm sorry. The original uh, <laughs> Rocky. You like rolled your eye there. Rocky. <laughs> Rocky. Rocky. Rocky Raccoon. You have no idea. My mom and my Uncle Mickey used to be Boris and Natasha. Nice. They would call each – and this was, you know, land before cell phones, folks. So the phone would ring and be like, hello, this is Boris. Can I talk to Natasha? I'm like, seriously? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was in the 80s. That could have been dangerous. You know, because some of that <laughs> no, stuff was No, it was the 90s. It was the 90s. It was the 90s? Yes. 90s. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Then they were totally safe. They were, they were totally fine. We were good with the Rushkis. <laughs> <laughs> all 
Or am I? Oh, that's right. I'm switching these. Okay. So this was sort of to bounce off your hook thing. They can totally trust him. He was just trying to save people without revealing the plan. Mm -hmm. And um, do you think he was just like hanging out with a bottle of memory potion decided to go to New York one day? (laughs) Like that's the part that bothers me that they're so accusatory of him for bringing Emma to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that, like, especially the char- – I, I, but I mean, I think uh, Prince and Snow uh, have a tendency or a tendency – Charming? Yeah, yeah, Prince okay. Charming. <laughs> just called him Prince. Uh, <laughs> I got very confused. The artist formerly known as Prince Charming <laughs> and uh, Snow Snow Baby. Um, Snowflake. Time for snow no, they, they they kind of have uh, automatic default inclination, I think, to not trust him. And I think I think uh, you know the combination of Emma being upset with him over the whole Henry thing. Emma was entirely got- too emotional in this entire mm. episode, and I appreciate that it's a very emotional mm. time for everyone. Yeah, but she needs to take a chill pill. But that in combination of it, a, as when they got uh, at the same time they got their memories back. I, I, I think it was just probably like, oh, well, we don't remember that. So he's lying about this one thing. He must be lying about the right. other thing. Okay, I can, I can see that, but no. And I, uh, I, I, I think... <laughs> because I, they already had the knowledge that Neil was absorbed into um, Rumple. They had that knowledge from the fairy tale Inc. since they regained their memories. Yeah, but they didn't know... Yeah, I mean, they didn't I'm know that the witch had saying, memory potions. She's or anything. magic. She could have had, but we know Rumpel knows how to make it, mm-hmm. and she had Rumpel under control of the dagger. Things I'm just throwing out there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, apparently you just are screaming in your head. You're wrong. No, no, not at all. I can kind of uh, see it. There's a little person. He's like poking at for it. No, but I mean, uh, you know, given ten minutes to think about it, I'm sure they probably could have reasoned it out. But you know, they're they're shooting monkeys. Uh, curses are getting. Why does broken. he have a sword? Ro- Robin Hood's a new stepdaddy. You know, all sorts of stuff Aww. is going on all around them. So I mean, I can understand why their first inclination would be he was lying about it. I know. I'm just and uh, we, I do think that. Emma overreacted a little, but I I, th- I think I think it's a situ- situation where, where once she calms down and they get a chance to talk a little bit more, she'll probably be a little more understanding. Have about you ever them. seen her calm down? Uh, for about ten minutes at the beginning of the first episode of this half season, okay. when she was making Henry breakfast, she was like, pretty calm. She was then. pretty calm then. Yeah, yeah that's but- about it. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. You. Okay. Uh, speaking of, you know, the curse and the memories and all that stuff, uh, you know, Zelina just comes by after they enact the dark curse and spits in the punch bowl and, uh, you know. Oh, but I spice it up a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, does the whole memory wipey of the past year thing. And a, a couple points I, that came to me while we were watching it. Yes. One, why did why – did, charming have to be the one to sacrifice himself why didn't they get somebody that had like an old dying grandma or something or some someone someone who who wasn't as important to the cause of uh unified because it had to be one of them because the person who enacts the curse Mm -hmm. is the person who controls the curse yeah yeah and they don't trust anybody else. <laughs> so, I mean, who else were they going to – who else do we know that they're going to get? They're not going to – you know we're not going to get random character X and grandma who's he what's it. Well, I mean, you know, I said grandma just because someone old and someone who's right. on the way out anyway. But I could totally see, you know, Red and Granny deciding to make that sacrifice if they knew that the opportunity was there. That would actually would have been a really good story for them, you know? 
But then that would have been the end of their story. Well, of Granny's anyway. <laughs> or of Red's. Mm-hmm. Could have been either way. Well, but it's just that mm-hmm. they're the person who controls the curse. And like because Regina mm-hmm. picked how what everybody's life was like yeah. before, which kind of confuses me. It's like, did, you know, she threw the potion in and then she pulled out a little notebook and she wrote mm-hmm. down, this is what Snow White will do. This is what Charming <laughs> will do. This is what so-and-so. So I don't know. That part is a little. See, um, see I, I just thought it was really. Fuzzy. And, and the, the, they, they have a tendency to do this. Uh, but the Charmings always like to make it about the Charmings. To some wow. degree, kind of is about you know we, we we come in on them in fairy tale land or the enchanted forest this episode and they're throwing a big old party to announce the pregnancy you know in the midst of the wicked witch turning people into monkeys That's and because killing they people. were trying to use it as a positive twist for everyone a little bit of hope it's the charmings yes hope the only way people can get hope is if they bring us uh, diapers <laughs> bassinet to the baby shower that but no Moses baskets. <laughs> I wonder what kind of baby shower games they have in the Enchanted Forest. I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, yeah. Probably best not to. Probably involves pine cones. Oh, uh, <laughs> Is it the currency? They give you a – instead of a gift card, you get a basket full of pine cones? Or you get a pine cone and like shoved into a gift card. <laughs> okay. So I, may I – no. Okay. Oh, go ahead. No, no. I was going to move on. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I see what you have to say. So, uh, And I, I – one other thing that kind of struck me about you know the whole Zelina spitting in the punch bowl thing was that obviously it didn't need to be Charming's courage for for the whole spell to work. He just happened to be the one with the most courage available once they got to Storybrooke because she had no way of knowing that they were going to – you know. Bring click, him back click, to life. Uh, snap, snap the heart apart right. and uh, bring him I back to life. I wonder who she'd have gone after otherwise. I don't know. Bravery? Uh, she can't kill Emma. I don't know. No, she probably wanted to kill him. She She wants to, but she can't. Right. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe Hook? Well, she didn't kill um, – what's his face? Charming either. She just took his his courage. Yeah, yeah. But he had a symbol. Well, I, I mean – Or are they going to take her red leather jacket? It appears <laughs> even though before Emma – you know, started working out magically. Uh, that that uh, that Zelina had issues even dealing with her at all. I mean, have we ever seen hardly? We I don't think there's ever been like a significant interaction between them besides when Emma stood up to her in the town square and she tossed her back. No, not really. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I kind of get the feeling that because of all the light magic and everything mm-hmm. that, that Emma has, that Zelina's just, yeah, I'll stay clear. I'm going to stay away now. from you. Yeah. But uh, let's see. Uh, what else did I have here? Oh, OK. Yeah. This is a very important point. OK. Very important point. Make it happen. <laughs> OK. You remember a few weeks ago when we were discussing the Death of Bay episode hmm. and uh, we were discussing who might have sent it. And I said, Bay pretty directly said that he sent it and you're like no 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 i just wanted to point out that i was right i'm not gonna gloat i have there there are several people to do that for me i in in our letter section i was gonna say you've hired people to do this no no they did it of their own volition free of charge they actually paid me for the honor i will Uh, kick you all no i'm kidding (laughs) but i you will not be on the round table i i just wanted to point out that uh you were right. Whatever. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I was right. P.S. I was right. Sorry. Okay. So what, what What? exactly did Emma's magic do when she attacked Selena? Because personally, it just looked like she put a follow spot on her. Like really, really, really <laughs> follow spot. It was just a light. 
Well, light magic. Right. But, you know, mm-hmm. just saying. You, you know, yeah, speaking of that that kind of property of Emma's magic, that's something I, I've noticed since she first started using it was mm-hmm. that it looked different from like everyone. Rumple or Regina or something. And it was just like very bright and very light. So it, and I also thought it was kind of interesting that it seemed to have kind of the same effect on Zelina as water does on the witch to where it was like ma- making her... Yeah, I mean the classic. Oh, okay. Because we haven't seen water used against Selena yet. Yet. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, where it kind of seemed like her skin was, or her flesh was burning and Mm -hmm. bubbling and stuff like that. Burning. Yeah. And melting, melting. But uh, anyway, I, I thought that was interesting. So maybe if water does come into play... I it, it might it will be filtered purified white water. Oh yeah, I was going to say or maybe maybe water and light magic are tied somehow since you know light can pass through water. I don't know. I, I'm I'm stretching. That here. was a stretch. I, but th- I, I feel the I feel, light magic can that, pass through realms. That's the bad version. The good version is whatever they do. But I think that's probably what there's going to be some sort of relationship there, okay. and that's going to explain the water thing and why they haven't even tried water yet. Okay, that would be my guess. That's fair. Oh, okay. Uh, we meet a new character in this episode. Yay! Her name is Glenda, and she is the Wicked Witch of the South that lives in the North because she was banished there. She was banished north <laughs> of the Dark Forest. Yeah, but uh, we, one thing I noticed when Rumpel was in that cage, which, you know, to- totally cool. It's the same cage as is mm-hmm. in the cellar in right. Zelina's farmhouse. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure Rumpel said Glinda, not Glenda. I think he was just speaking in crazy. The thing is, I thought I heard it the first time. This time, I went back and played it like three or four times. Shocking. And it was a pretty clearly, you know, broken out syllables, Galinda, which if you're not familiar with Galinda, it's a reference to uh, the book Wicked. Uh, you know, they, the the middle chapter, which I'm just about to finish up, actually. I've been reading it the past couple of weeks. Uh, Glinda and... Uh, well, yeah, she's Alphaba, I think, in Wicked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Wicked Witch, they go to sorcery school together. And there's a situation that happens where uh, Galinda is involved in the death of another character. And out of guilt, she changes her name to Glinda, which is what that character called her. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought that was a good... I think I'm pretty sure it was a little nod. If nothing else, Robert Carlyle just gave a certain line reading or something. But uh, one thing I thought was interesting about that whole scene... Mm-hmm. Was that Glinda said that Zelina was born with her powers, which kind of yes, because uh, you know we were all speculating that maybe the Twister gave her her powers when she was transported. Ah, uh, and who said that? The, who said that she was born with the powers? Glinda, no. the good witch. No, no, me. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, well, you said you said that, but there was no hard evidence on screen for it. But now there was. Now there is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, you just you just did the whole Neil no, sent the letter thing. I know, but with Neil, he said it in the episode, no, or it was implied no. in the episode. No. We'll have no, we'll have no, to go no, through. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm melting. Seriously, melting. Um, I'm actually am melting. It's really warm in here. That's because I had to turn the air off because you can hear it on when we record. <laughs> That's fine. Um, okay, and uh, yeah, like I said before, I'm assuming uh, that we'll see that the the struggle between Glenda and the Wicked Witch uh, that was mentioned probably next week or something. Uh, did you have any any thoughts on Glenda or the Glenda scene at all? I like Glenda. I want more of her. She she was good. I I, I was a little eh on the costuming. See, 
Like I, I thought it. I I thought I thought it should have been a touch more foofy, a touch more puffy. Well, they haven't done anything very traditional like with mm-hmm. that. And you know, maybe this is just her banished wear. Yeah, this doesn't necessarily have to be her regular wear. Not necessarily, they, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in the promos. Yes, I know. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. She Whatever. Is. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt. Okay, <laughs> drink your coffee. Be quiet. No. Um, no, I like Glenda. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of, I, I like that she's not going to be a one-off character mm-hmm. because we keep getting all these awesome characters and then they're a one-off story. Yeah, and you can tell we're not done with her. Mm-hmm. I wonder, I wonder if she, she had anything to do with all the snow that showed up in See? Storybrooke this week. Okay, going with that. I wonder. I'm, I mean, I'm sure it's just the season they were shooting. But. That was actually what I was going to say. I was like, do you think the Glinda got banished to the north because <laughs> it started to snow? Yeah, and People don't like snow. Well, no. And they were like, we were going to shoot this one outside. It's snowing. <laughs> I was, script change. <laughs> she suddenly in a snow world. Mm-hmm. Bleach the costume. <laughs> I don't know. It just it just seemed funny because we had mm-hmm. no snow anywhere until that scene, and then all of a sudden the Hook and Henry scene. It was yeah. like snow everywhere. A bit of a pre-blizzard. You know, I'm pretty sure I remember seeing set photos that from was, them. Oh, shooting. that's when the storm was hitting here. Yeah, the big storm. Yeah, the big storm here in Atlanta, and it hit, up it hit there. everywhere. Yeah, it hit everywhere. It was snowing so everywhere. So maybe that. Yeah. Yeah. We can just blame the winter storms. <laughs> Blame the winter. Yes, I the do. winter. I blame the winter is coming. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, oh, what was I going to say? I, I know. don't know. Oh, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you have one more point here to wrap up. Okay, the memory potion. I thought this was something that you drank after to regain your memories, not before to protect your memories. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm guessing maybe maybe it works both ways. Cause yeah, it seems silly. Or it works like. Maybe it's a specific form of the memory potion that's kind of an inoculation, but also works if you've already lost your memories. Kind of like, I don't know, like ibuprofen or something. You can take it if you feel a headache coming on and maybe head it off at the past. Like right now? Yeah. Or you can take it um, after you already have the headache and it'll it'll go away eventually. (laughs) So so, uh, – that that would be my thinking okay. on it. Okay. Uh, something I I did think though that was kind of stupid on Zelina's part was that she walked away with him <clears throat> having it. Yeah. Well, that she gave it to him mm-hmm. in the first place. Well, yeah. But I was thinking about it, and you know, one thing that we've seen with her and him is that she she still she has a pretty big crush on him still. Yes. And she, I think she still kind of wants that to work out. So, you know, she's cruel and she's mean and she's sadistic with them. But on occasion, occasion she shows them just a little bit of kindness. Uh, just to, I, I think, kind of try to maybe protect that mm-hmm. from being impossible. Although it's kind of funny. I, you know, if he wasn't crazy, I yeah. it, it, it would... Uh, Probably, you know, bring in some sort of Stockholm syndrome form eventually, which right. is exactly what they kind of like the psychological aspect of the Beauty and the Beast story is traditionally. Oh, yeah. So it would be kind of like the Beast gets Stockholm syndrome <laughs> And completely unrelated because we didn't really talk about, well, related, mm-hmm. but we didn't really mention her. Oh, Belle. Yeah. But she was able to calm him down long enough to get the fact that they need, mm-hmm. which we didn't even discuss this, that they went to, they broke into Rumpel's castle to find out how to defeat Zelina. Yeah. Uh, or to find out how to find out. 
Because they found yeah. out right. Glenda's yeah. location. Yeah. But they didn't know that's what they were finding out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the only one who could sort of pull him out of it yeah. long enough to get an answer, <laughs> even if it was still in rhyme. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Yeah, uh, it's similar to what we saw in the cellar a couple weeks ago, but mm-hmm. they didn't get interrupted that time for some right. reason. Uh, but yeah, yeah, really good episode overall. Fantastic. Oh, Lot, lot of information dump. Uh, okay, let's see here. Oh, arbitrary scale. Anne Marie. I'm, I'm getting scared of the arbitrary scales now. Why are you getting scared of them? Because last time it was like three bajillion. It was. It can was. we not I, do something? Yeah, like, can I, we do something like 50 and under? No, I, I, I can't go that way. <sighs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> Out of one Game Boy that Henry left in the Volkswagen... How many Game Boys would you give this episode? And you can use fractions. That's fine. I give it a screen, all of the buttons, and the game cartridge. <laughs> Why? I'm not even sure what that means. Neither do I. Because it was fantastic. We got so much information. We closed questions. Like, mm-hmm. things moved. We weren't all dwaddling. I enjoyed the great reference to the magic of shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, though, the magic of shoes. Just throwing that out also, there. Also, I'm helping. I'm helping. <laughs> uh, many, many things like that. Oh, mm-hmm. I didn't like you in the Enchanted Forest. Um, <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's just good. That's something we never even brought up. The fact that all no, the, Re- Regina no. and Robin never never had a thing in the Enchanted Forest. And we thought they did. Yeah, yeah, we totally thought they did. Uh, they, Until the mm-hmm. round table thing. <laughs> Anyway, okay. How many do you give it? Okay, uh, let's see. I'll I will give it four fifths of a Game Boy. Really? You're not gonna get creative. No, I'm but sorry. It, I swear I'm drinking coffee. Four fifths of a Game Boy, but it's one of the the first editions, which are like basically the size of a brick. <laughs> so are, so huge. pretty big. They're pretty big. And uh, my my main reason why I knocked it down just a little bit. I love the episode. Well, I, didn't I mean, th- you can't give it a perfect score. Yeah, yeah, that's just silly. Um, but because next week they'll <laughs> blow it out of the water. <laughs> No, but I love the episode. I really – I had very few complaints about the episode minus the heart stuff. It, yeah, the heart stuff's a little off. They, they kind of made the rules surrounding the hearts a little soft, I thought. But my main complaint about this episode was, yeah, it was a very powerful episode mm-hmm. in your face the entire time. Mm-hmm. Really great. I think saving some of this information for this episode oh, yeah. made several other episodes in this half season suffer. Yeah. I, I mean – I. You know, it, I, I found things to like about every episode this season, but there were a couple duds. There, there, there yeah. were a couple duds. And I think if they had put one piece of information from this episode, one or two pieces of information in those episodes, Just, you, you know, yeah. spread it, and it out a little bit. And it didn't have to be anything big. And, you know, I mean, it's not like this actually happened. They're writing it, making it up as they go along. Right. Maybe put another big reveal in this episode to kind of fill in the space, you know, set up the mystery back in episode two or whatever. Right. Uh, But I just, I I think saving it all for this episode, while it made this episode really awesome, kind of hurt the season as a whole. And hopefully anyone they lost will will, um, be able to get back. The, uh, well, they will get to that, but they got a lot of people back. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) No, um, the whole Aurora and Philip scene, that could have happened weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Weeks ago. Yeah, they could have just had that scene and then played the rest of the episode out later on or something. Yeah, it just, yeah. But they're monkeys now, or dead monkeys. No, but very, very good, and I'm Mm -hmm. definitely looking forward to next week's Mm -hmm. and uh, the two-hour finale (laughs) the following week. Great. 
crazy. Which on I, Mother's Day. Yeah, on Mother's Day. And you, you have a The race, Atlanta ra- Komen Race for the Cure. If you're in Atlanta, please mm-hmm. register. Register, come out and watch Support Anne-Marie. me. I will be in the kids area. Nice. I'll be hustling. Oh, and uh, Elsa will be there with yes. me. Yes, uh, Queen Elsa. Queen Elsa will Queen be Elsa. there. She'll be s- taking pictures and signing autographs. Nice. But nice. come fight breast cancer. Can, can, you get, can you get me an autograph? No. Darn. Actually, they kind of did an Elsa thing with Glenda in this episode. It's probably what they were doing. Yeah, probably. I think I'd heard something like a preview like um, that it w- was like that. Mm-hmm. And well, after they basically said that they would love to have Anna and Elsa on here. Yeah. There's that. Okay, well, we're going to move on to the news, which we have a bunch this week yeah, for some reason. I know. Uh, it, well, we, we have a lot of spoilery and not completely related, but a related mm-hmm. news. It's so. not all spoilery, though. We'll, we'll tell we'll you if we're going to spoil you. But uh, before we do that... Uh, we shall spoil your dinner. As always, we we want to thank audible.com uh, for sponsoring Yay, this week's episode audible. of Greetings from Storybrooke. If uh, you're not familiar with the service, Audible, basically what you do, you go to the website, you find a book you like, uh, you buy it, then you can throw it on your iPhone, your, I believe an iPod Nano. I was trying to help one of our listeners get uh, the Dog Boy oh, audio book really? onto his iPod Nano. Uh, so you can link you can You've got to be able to do it on Yeah. You what know. you do is actually, and this is you know just FYI, anyone out there using Audible, um, what you do is you link your Audible account to your iTunes on your computer. Uh, and then you and can, then you can just... Yeah. Then you can download them and move them over to your phone or your creative Zen player or whatever. And uh, for you, the listeners of Greetings from Storybrooke, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Uh, and now what we usually like to do so you can go and get your free 30-day trial is we, we like to give you some recommendations of books you might enjoy uh, p- picking out for your first one to give it a, a spin. Uh- uh, Anne-Marie, I think you have one that's very subject-appropriate, and then I have well, one we, that's not. Yes. So. Well, I like to try and do something subject-appropriate. Mm-hmm. And while I could have looked for flying monkeys, I don't think there would be too much there. And I tried to look for something with tornadoes or twisters, but they all just looked very educational. So I went <laughs> for Glinda. So Glinda of Oz Glinda by of L. Oz. Frank Baum, narrated by Karen White. Nice. Um, when Glenda informs Ozma, the ruler of Oz, that there is trouble brewing between two distant lands in Oz, Ozma decides to take Dorothy along with her to try and put an end to the problems. Ozma and Dorothy traveled first. What are you doing over there? I was pouring some water. Oh, okay. It looked like you were spilling things. Um, first to the land of the Flatheads, where they encounter the evil dictator. I don't know how to pronounce that. And it, the only <laughs> way I can is very not so nice. Um, and are forced to discover that they are not able. To want peace. Um, they then move on to the land of Skeezers, whose evil ke- queen is unwilling to make peace. Yeah, and I, I, it's been a while since I've read the original Oz books, yes. but I do remember this one and I do remember loving it. It, it looks good. And uh, yeah, you were probably best to skip over that pronunciation. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't. Well, the second one's difficult. The first one could be kind of naughty. It could be naughty and we don't want to offend people. <laughs> and uh, my recommendation for this week, I've been listening to this over the past uh, week and a half or so. It's free, actually. It's like <gasps> free. It's just legit free, but it's a serial. So if you like episode one, I you like- can. Cereal. You can pick up the whole uh, box set. 
Uh, uh, the, the entire first season okay. of this story uh, using your credit. Uh, and you'll need an account to get the free version, though. Uh, it's called Yesterday's Gone. It's by Sean Platt and David Wright. Uh, they also they ho- also host a podcast I I listen to all the time uh, called Self Publishing Podcast. And uh, yeah, I decided to finally check out one of their books, <laughs> and uh, it, it's pretty good. It's pretty good overall, and it's a really really good production. They have like a billion people uh, narrating. Basically, the way it is, it's it's kind of set up like a Stephen King story, mm-hmm. where you meet all these disparate characters characters and they're all in this weird situation and then you see them all come together or at least i'm assuming that's how it's going to go i'm not i'm still still in there episode one yeah but uh really good and they have a different what they do is they have you know chapter by chapter character by character and they have a different voice actor doing each part so when they have the little kid they have a a guy who has like a little kid's voice And when they're doing the real tough psychopathic serial killer guy, they have like a guy that goes like this. And There's a couple other mm. um, authors that do that too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 not unusual. Sometimes they even do full, Audible has full dramatic reenactments of certain stories. Interesting. Radio plays. They like they go back and do like uh, performances of old radio plays and stuff like that too, nice. with modern actors and stuff. But really good. Yesterday's gone. Sean Platt, uh, David Wright. Check that out. Or Glenda of Oz by Elf. Frank Baum. You can get links to those in the show, in the show notes, notes at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. And, uh, you know, it's easy to go. You, si- you sign up. It's real quick, real simple. I don't think you even need a credit card, do you, at first? Uh, I don't think so, no. Yeah, yeah. So you can just go to uh, audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Sign up for your free account and uh, ch- check out uh, all they have to offer. Pick out your own book. Grab one of ours. Grab one of mine. Uh, my <laughs> book, uh, do- Actually, you know what? Uh, we'll go back to this. If, if one of you goes and signs up for your Audible trial, uh, send us proof that you did it. And I'll send you a free code to get my book, uh, Dog Boy Danger on Liberty Pier, off of Audible, too. And, so uh, you'll get two, two, two books in one. Yeah, if you get the Yesterday's Gone uh, episode one, you'll get like three. So There you go. Yeah, Can't all beat sorts it. of free books. And we free, all love books, right? Free. No, we all love free. Um, <laughs> we all do love free. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash storybrook. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash storybrook for your free audiobook. And we want to thank Audible again for... Thank you, Audible. This episode. Thanks, Audible. Now, on, on to, to the, the news. News. Okay, first up, we have the ratings. And uh, once upon a time, I uh, got a 2.2 of 24% from last week's uh, low uh, 1.7 adults, 18 to 49. I believe someone... That's huge. I, I believe someone wrote us in there were some sort of extenuating circumstances. Last week? Yeah, last week. I, I don't remember. Because, yeah, it was It low, was low. Obviously. It was a, like series low. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget. There was something competing on or something like Probably. that. Probably. Yeah, so that might have explained the low numbers, but it's good to see it up, especially mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. That uh, probably helps the negotiations for. I'm sure they're arranging. getting another. Oh, They've yeah. been very consistently good mm-hmm. this season. Like last season, it was a little sketchy. Yeah, they got out in the in the woods a little bit a couple times. A couple times, literally, <laughs> literally. Um, but, Specifically referring to Snow and Emma <laughs> in like, the woods. Um, but other than last week. They've been consistent mm-hmm. and consistently winning the night. 
for scripted shows. There's yeah. no way. I mean, yeah, I can not, only say there's no way, but. Not to mention that ABC gave the Once Universe two nights a week for a big chunk of this year. And even though one of those shows failed, it or not failed really, but right. came in lower than expectations, it still did decent. So, I mean. Which is crazy. Yeah. So, so I, I don't think we have any. No. What, who even suggested they would cancel it? Um, no one did. None of us. That's for sure. Okay, uh, next up, just a little bit of news. Uh, I know we're all looking forward to seeing Mulan come back to Storybrooke. Probably not happening because she keeps getting a ton of work. Which is awesome uh, for her. Yes, yes, but sad for us. For getting uh, her start on MTV. Jamie, uh, yeah, she was a real world. She was a real worlder, and she was a challenge winner. <laughs> um, can you tell I have a guilty pleasure? <laughs> but uh, Jamie Yun is, uh, has been Chung? cast. Chung. Chung. Is it Chun? I, I wasn't It starts sure with a C. Oh, you know, I was forget- mixing up C-H and J. Uh, but I, uh-huh. she has been cast uh, in the Marvel uh, Big Hero 6 ga- uh, movie, a CGI animated movie based on a, a short-run uh, miniseries. I heard Joe Quesada talking about it this week on uh, Fat Man on Batman. Uh, but uh, like a four-issue miniseries they did a couple of years ago. I believe it's Japanese superheroes. And uh, they're doing a big – Disney Animation is doing a big CGI animated movie of it. And she's been cast in it as – it does not have the character name here. Oh. <clears throat> but uh, she will be in Big Hero 6. So that's fun. And that comes from Bleeding Cool. And as always, links to all these stories will be up at greetingsfromstorybrook.com attached to this episode. And uh, <clears throat> let's You're see okay? here. Yeah. Okay. Touch of the throat. Touch of the throat. Uh, okay, and uh, this I just wanted to mention. I didn't know where else to put it, so I figured I'd put it in the news. Uh, Corbin, one of our <gasps> Corbin, one of our listeners, he interviewed me for his high school newspaper a couple it. weeks ago, and it came out today. Uh, definitely go to Greetings from Storybrook and get the link and go check it out. I forget the name. What was the name of the paper? I don't remember. I'm sorry. Hold on. Oh, uh, hold on. I get it. Uh... Yeah, it's the Marine the Marine Echoes. The Marine is his high school newspaper, and we talked about a bunch of stuff. We talked about writing, and when I worked on my high high school paper, and uh, you know, a dog boy, obviously, dog boy. and uh, all sorts of stuff. So uh, definitely check that out. And thanks, Corbin, for uh, taking the time to do that and getting that out there. You That's know, awesome. I, I feel like I've made it now that I've been interviewed <laughs> by a high school paper, and we also got a plug in for greetings there too. Of course. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I wanted to uh, uh, yes. play you guys just a little snippet of this. Uh, there'll be a link if you want to go check out the full episode. It's kind of lame, but there was actually a series in the 80s Shocking. Called, called Once Shocking Upon a the Time. 80s? <clears throat> and it involved a green-skinned witch. Uh, here, Amory, I'll blow this up full screen so you can see it a little oh, bit. Oh, thank you. I'm, ju- I'm just going to play the theme song. I, th- I thought you guys might enjoy it, so here we go. Once upon a time, a witch loved stories galore. And greedy as she was, she wanted more and when she saw that the librarian had stories of all kinds, she said, I'll capture you, all your stories will be mine. There took place a curious chase through meadow, tree, and flower, till at last they ended up right at the witch's tower. Now poor Marion the librarian, a prisoner she'll stay, until the witch is happy and lets Marion go away. I have something here that will help you make stories. You do? What is it? Well, this is my once upon a time machine. (laughs) Yeah, so basically, a green-skinned witch captures a librarian, or someone who's fond of books, traps them in a castle, and basically makes them a servant. 
a lot of parallels. A lot of, in fact, if you go and watch the video, a lot of times they're even running around with big bound books that are very much like the, the Once book. Upon a Time book. The book. The so I, I, I saw that on the internet this week. And the first episode's up there. It's called a Gingerbread Book Boy. Halfway entertaining, more funny because it's bad than anything, but uh, you might want to check out the original Once Upon a Time. Uh, Emery, you want to take this next one? Sure. This next one. Ooh, the trading cards. <laughs> okay. Um, one of our listeners, I don't know who it was. You didn't put Rick that. Rack. Rick Rack. Sent us this um, link. They're going to come out with Once Upon a Time trading cards. Yeah, uh, based on season one. I know. It looks like. Yes, and they are due to be released Q2 of 2014. So now, <laughs> um, basically. Soonly. Soon. Um, they're going to be 350 a pack. You'll get five cards per pack. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, it almost looks like there's a game of some sort. I guess for every tw- – there's a binder. There's a um, binder. OK. There's a, a binder. A collectible binder and oh. uh, one out of every 24 cards will have an autograph on it. Nice. Which is pretty cool. And- Signers with an asterisk are under contract. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, being put out by Cryptozoic. How many Perez is Henry? Oh, the other Henry, I guess. Ah. Oh, because uh, yes, because there's Henry. Henry Mills and then there's regular Henry. Yeah. yeah. Oh. FTL Henry. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's going to be coming out soon, Leah, from Cryptozoic. If you want more information, uh, check out the link over in the show notes. Absolutely. Okay, uh, next up, and I haven't actually looked at these yet. <gasps> okay, spoilers! Yes, big spo- spoilers. The next three stories are spoilers, picks, and promos. So skip ahead about five minutes if you want to catch listener feedback. Minutes. Okay, I'll take this one since I found them. Okay. Um, so I was playing around on the Pinterest, and I came across these pictures. I was like, oh. What is this? Yeah, season three finale pictures. Um, most of them are of Outlaw Queen and their preciousness with little and Roland. The Wicked Witch is using a crane. No, the Witch Witch is that is the camera. Oh, that's oh, that's the, that's camera. the camera. Sorry. Um, these see, there's actually not these aren't the greatest pictures on this mm-hmm. site. Um, I found some better ones on Twitter, <laughs> but they didn't link to anything great. Um, it's basically just um. Robin and Regina and Roland mm-hmm. on what looks like Granny's patio having a snuggle moment, kind of. Yeah, it almost looks like it's set during Christmas or something. There's it some almost, lights on those trees behind them. It almost looks like it could be, you know, a quick wedding. A quick wedding? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Why would they get married? I don't understand. They're just very lovey. They're the new ship to beat. They, That's for sure. They are the ship to beat. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am complete outlaw queen mm-hmm. all day long. Yeah, I, I want a better name for it, but... I honestly I, don't think I've ever heard anyone criticize outlaw queen. It's precious. Mm-hmm. They're both both so so sweet. Yeah, but I, if you want to check out those uh, pics, we basically just described what they... But if you want to see them, mm-hmm. uh, you can, you can mm-hmm. get it I'll there. try and find the other link from Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of those, um, other than the ones I actually pinned, were a lady throwing leaves. So... <laughs> Okay, and then we have a couple promos for next week's episode, Kansas. We have the regular American one, which uh, baby coming, lights flashing, Zelina knocking out Robin Hood and his men on her way into the hospital to steal said baby, freezing Charming with a sword. And then her and Glenda find a girl in a blue checkered dress. Named Dorothy, who sounds... Dorothy Gale. Dorothy Gale, who sounds suspiciously like Judy Garland. 
And then right at the end, we see a little bit of melty action on Selena's face. I'm so excited for the melty action. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. You know, the one thing I thought was interesting is when we see uh, Zelina and Glenda together. Uh uh, In the, I'm assuming it'll be a flashback. Yeah, Uh, Zelina has regular skin. She doesn't have the green skin. She has a patch. Does she have? She has a patch. Does she have? And if you look, um, I don't remember if it was in the American or in the Canadian. Mm -hmm. Her medallion is white, like Glenda's. Interesting. So Wait. until her skin goes entirely green. Wait. I'm look I'm looking for the patch here. I know you are. Oh. Almost. No, keep going. Oh, you can see it? I cannot see it, okay. but well, Oh wait, that might be it there, right there. No, it's on the other side of her neck. Oh, is it on you're, the other side? You're at the wrong okay. part of the clip. Um. But uh, yeah, 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 it definitely looks interesting. And uh, we'll have the uh, promos for both uh, the American promo and the Canadian promo that was shot with a potato <laughs> on a TV. Seriously. It's, <laughs> Which is all, how why the are the Canadian, Canadian promos always like so bad? Anne-Marie, what can you do for us? <laughs> can you get us a better version? Do you have a capture card? So, um... I, yeah, yeah, but uh, it should be interesting next week. I'm excited to see how Dorothy ties into all of it, although I'm pretty sure that most of the people who had the theory that the baby might end up being Dorothy or Emma might end up being Dorothy or well, like Emma, I said – There's no way Emma's Dorothy. Or or like I said that uh, – well, representing what Dorothy represented in the oh, original story. Or oh, like yeah. I said, Zelina was going to be the Dorothy. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. no, there's an actual Dorothy and she sounds a lot like Judy Garland. A lot like Judy Garland. Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to listener uh, feedback for this week. We had to keep it short because there was so much news. Um, like, like after you go watch Kansas next week, I would like Kansas. You, I would like you to uh, tiptoe to your computer. I would like you quickly. to gallop or skip. Skipping's good. It's a lot faster than running. I found. This doesn't surprise me. Email us at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. Tweet us at gfstorybrook. Facebook is facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we'd love to hear what you think about next week's episode. Or actually, you know what? We'd love to hear what you think about this week's episode. So why don't we start with Don O'R? And uh, we'll see what's going on. Take it away, Don. Hi, Bill and Anne-Marie. This is Don O'R. I'm um, calling to tell you a story. This is what's happened to me while I was watching the episode, right? Um, so we get to the part, you know, the very dramatic part where they're like, oh, but then how are they both still alive? And then they flash back. And at the same time, I guess I didn't realize that I had a, there was a cricket had come into my house and the cricket started chirping. And I'm like, like hearing cricket chirps in the background and like are they gonna take Jiminy Cricket's heart? And then realize that that wasn't part of the T V show until later. <laughs> anyway, the way they wrote it, much better than the, than if they had taken Jiminy Cricket's heart. <laughs> I can't wait for next week. Bye. So Don, it's your fault that Archie wasn't in this episode because he was hanging out in your house. What's up with that, Don? I don't get it. We wanted Archie in this episode. Seriously. <sighs> Okay, and uh, next up here, we have a message from Wynn. Take it away, Wynn. Hi, this is Wynn. Mainly, I wanted to call and thank you guys for podcasting a great show. Now I've embraced the fact that I absolutely hate this half of the one season, so if not for greeting my... I have a feeling that plenty will be said in your show by you and other listeners about problematic story points, such as randomly killing folk transformed into monkeys and convenient plot devices such as Galinda's unexplained banishment to the Enchanted Forest. So I'll just complain about something else entirely. How many times do we have to hear how great New York City is? 
It feels like Emma says this at least twice in every episode. Everyone else had it pretty rough having to go back to the enchanted forest or wherever. So shut up, Emma, about how your little happy world got disrupted. You just sound selfish and entitled. You know, you could be dead like Neil. Thank you very much, Wynn. Wow. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I mean, we've known that uh, Wynn has been having uh, some reservations with the show. And I mean, that's fine. Everyone does. Uh, but Wynn, how, how can you slam New York City? Don't. Haven't you ever heard that everyone's your friend in New York City? They might be giants, Wynn. I know you know them. I know you love them. Don't slam New York. Slam Emma. Slam, slam the show. New York City's a good city. Okay, next up we have uh, Bobby from Bradenton here. Bobby! Greetings, Bill and Anne-Marie. Bobby from Bradenton here. After last week's disappointment, I was looking forward to this week to bring us up to speed and lead us into the finale. And I am happy to say I was not let down. There was just so much going on in this episode. We found out where Philip and Aurora have been all along. They are part of Zelina's monkey petting zoo. That the book was hiding in Snow's closet all along, apparently just waiting to be found. That footwear is one of the most powerful magics, second only to true love, and must be protected. We learned not only how the curse was enacted, but by who. And that Bay made yet another sacrifice to ensure Emma's safety by getting the potion to hook. I can't believe they were able to pack so much into less than an hour. It's taken me a while to jump on the Regina Redemption bandwagon, but after this week, I am fully on board. Even without her heart, she has still been able to find love and keep the edge that makes her Regina. I loved Emma's response to Regina's locator spell, GPS. Henry, with the memories, was spot on, especially how excited he got when he found out his mom, Regina, was dating Robin Hood. If I did have one gripe, it might be the book, but it's really just a very, very small gripe. Other than that, I really have nothing but praise for this episode, which just makes me more and more excited to see just how things will play out over the next few weeks. One of my favorite episodes so far, and just to leave room for improvement, I'm going to give it 97 of 103 empty shoeboxes. How did you know how many are in my closet? (laughs) No, yeah, but uh, Bobby was definitely right. Like uh, Mm -hmm. Henry's reaction... It was really, really fun when he found out it was Robin Hood. Uh, thank you very much, Bobby. And we're, uh, we'll finish up the voicemails. And then we have a couple quick emails uh, with uh, Woo's voicemail. Take it away, Woo. Hey, AMD. Hey, Meeks. I just watched this episode on my TiVo. It was fantastic. I love the family dynamics within this episode. I think that's when Once Upon a Time is at its best. I loved the scene when the curse is being enacted and Snow and Charming are on the floor and Regina standing over them like in the pilot. Great callback. Probably my favorite scene in the episode, though, is when Snow and Emma are on the bed and they found the storybook and they're talking about what is family and what is not family. I love Snow. You know I love Snow. She reminds me a lot of my late mother, like I said. But I really relate to Emma in this series as well because like Emma... I wasn't, I was by myself a lot as a kid. I was not really taken care of emotionally. I had to really fend for myself emotionally. You can't really blame Emma for feeling that the only place she thought of as home was when she didn't have her memories, but she still had her son and she had the closest sense of normalcy she had in her life ever. But you can't really blame Snow because what parent wants to hear from their child that they don't think being with their parents is home? Both had valid points. Both had valid reasons for being upset. 
my favorite scene in the episode by far. I have to give you guys credit. You guys called it the whole Neil sending Killian the message and the memory potion. Good on you. I give this episode five doors that lead to nowhere out of five. Talk to you guys later. See you guys next week. And Bill, still fearing that wrist, sir. Still feeling, fearing that wrist. Bye-bye. <laughs> My wrists are mighty and powerful. Also, this episode brought to you by TiVo. Thanks, Will. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I was going to just say, too, that, uh, you know, what you were saying about identifying with Emma quite a bit, too, and stuff like I bet I, I bet I, I forget. I, I know you wrote in during the pan stuff, but I'm sure that was probably you really mm-hmm. enjoyed that, too, because they hit a lot of those kind of thematic things in the, the whole mm-hmm. Neverland story arc. So I think thanks uh, for calling in, Wu. And, uh, you know, if you want to leave a voicemail next week, 424-274-2352. Okay, Anne-Marie, you want to read this letter from sure. Holly? Holly from Wisconsin. Hey, Bill and Anne-Marie. Bill, I liked your theory about Prince Jonathan being an agent of Rumpel. Love that too, by the way, to set things into motion. This episode, talk about a lot of twists and turns. Snow casting the dark curse and then having Regina split her heart in two so Charming could live as well was a nice twist. Um, Hook's secret is out about Zelina cursing him. And we find out that it was Neil who was the one who sent the message to him and Emma. Yay! No. Um, <laughs> the storybook is back and Henry has his memories back. All of the crew um, has good aim on taking out flying monkeys. <laughs> Baby Snow yeah, is on Yeah, they were crack his, shots. They really, yeah, there was not a miss. Um, was on his or her way. Can't wait to see how this all shakes out. Well, wrap up here. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on the episode. Thank Thank, you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Uh, The next one here is uh, from Laura. And uh, Laura says, hello, Anne-Marie and Bill. How are you? How awesome was last night's episode? It had a lot of good things. Monkeys, kisses, more kisses. No monkey kisses. Henry's (laughs) new voice. uh, Snow and charming. But to be frank, as much as this episode had its good moments, I I have some complaints, too. Am I the only one who feels that Regina and Robin or that the Regina and Robin romance is a tiny bit rushed? I, you know, actually, uh, we were just talking about how no one has a complaint. Here's a complaint. Uh, they have great chemistry, but I want to see more of them in the Enchanted Forest. Uh, what do you think? Well, I, th- I think they kind of made it apparent in yeah, this episode. That they that, weren't really. Like there was potential there the last time we saw them there. Mm-hmm, but, but it just never panned out. Yeah, it never panned out. They, it never panned Yes. Out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Uh, I am sad to say, but th- I think I reached a point where I, I want Emma to be turned into a flying monkey. Agreed. For, for a while. Agreed. She was so bratty in this episode. I hope the writers fix this because they cannot turn Regina into Mother Teresa and not make Emma more likable. That's one of my wishes for her in season four. I need to see a happier Emma and not the moody, negative person she is lately. Poor Emma. She hasn't... She has not my love this week, but you guys do. So I hope you all have a magical week. Uh, thank, thank you, you Laura. Laura. And yeah, based on some spoiler picks we've got from the season finale, mm-hmm. I, uh, Emma might be due for some humbling and uh, maybe some uh, disconnection from the accoutrements of uh, the modern world. But we'll see. <laughs> All right. Um, next is from Jasmine. Just wanted to say how happy I am that I put snow in an awesome snow dress and we did not see that blue dress once this episode. Yay! <laughs> hooray for Storybrooke. Also, I couldn't understand why Hook 
couldn't explain to Emma why he couldn't kiss her. Just kiss again already, you knuckleheads. But then she wouldn't have her powers. Um, again, I'm late with feedback and I never feel you never feel you have to read my messages. I have no idea what I would do when the season is over. Can I just randomly email you guys my thoughts on the show? Thank you both. Absolutely. I will take emails anytime. Of course. We told you that privately via email. <laughs> but you can definitely feel free to send them in. I did feel like I had to put this one in, though, just because she said don't feel like you have to put this one so in. So we did feel like we had to. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> okay, uh, next up is uh, – well, Amy P., I had, I had to cut some of the letter, but this was so good I just had to keep it. Uh, her PS in her letter was, random thought of the day. You know you watch too much Once Upon a Time when you see Beauty and the Beast the musical, and your first thoughts when you see the Beast are along the lines of, he does not look like Rumpel, or he is not Robert Carlyle. That is what happened to me on Saturday. I thought it was funny, so I thought I would share. I did too, Amy. I like it. So I did too. Yay. Okay. Um, la- I think this is last. Uh, there, there's a couple uh, nope. little blips. One more. Okay. Um, this one's from Elizabeth from our Facebook. I love this episode. Actually, I've loved all of the episodes the second part of the season. I actually like the Wicked Witch as a villain, and I never liked the vi- villains. First, I just wanted to say I'm so happy that Regina and Robin Hood are together. They're so cute, and he is so hot. Um, <laughs> I know. Isn't he, though? He's so dreamy. Um, it's my new favorite ship. Second, I can't believe Snow cast the curse. It's just not like her. At least, I think it's not like her personality. But she did it. Talk about desperation. I don't know if I could sacrifice my husband's heart. Of course, I would need a husband first in order to do that. <laughs> um, I'm glad Henry has his memories back. And I always um, thought in the back of my mind, Neil sent that no talk. Glad I was right. Um, well, love you guys. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about this episode. Thank you, Elizabeth. Okay, and we'll wrap up here with a couple uh, short little blips here. Uh, some want to go back and forth. Well, yeah, that's okay. fine. Uh, some of them are from Facebook. Other ones are actually from the blog post that I just put up right before we started recording with all the letters we didn't have time to address this episode, uh, which we've been doing on a regular basis the past few episodes, and I think it'll be a regular yeah. thing from now on out. Okay, I'll start off with uh, Aaron over on Facebook says. The Snow and David scene with the sharing the heart made me cry, and it was nice seeing Neil for like a minute or two. Uh, Jen from Facebook said, will Hook and Emma ever get together? Jeez. And can I just say that I'm glad Henry's back with us. <laughs> uh, Patty, also known as Sage of Earths, uh, didn't find it believable that Henry would have a Game Boy. I, I, I will just say that eh, since he grew up in Storybrooke... I could, and it was stuck in the 80s. I can mm. kind of see it maybe. He just spent a year in New York, though. Yeah, this is true. Um, Victoria called Neil the b- bird whisperer. Yes, the bird whisperer. I, and Anne-Marie uh, – uh, other Anne-Marie. Other Anne-Marie uh, says uh, she thought it was great to see Regina happy with, happy with Robin. And Michael Lucero thought, as for splitting the heart, <laughs> it seems like every time we see a heart plot point, the rules for how it works are different. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. And you can – get those last little bits uh, you can get over at the blog greetings from storybrook.com okay well i guess that's about it huh that's about it yep yeah so we have what two more episodes this season <gasps> two more episodes of greetings from storybrook this season yeah i know two more i'm sad it, it's already felt kind of weird not having the second podcast to record every week <laughs> for once and now we're not going to have any podcast to record unless we want to which i'm sure we will Definitely we will. Okay, Emery, where can people find you online? You can find me on the Twitters at AMDSimone and my blog, um, CrunchyCrafty and HighlyCaffeinated.wordpress.com. 
Okay, and as for me, uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Bill Meeks. My Google uh, Plus profile is google.com slash plus Bill Meeks. You can find out everything I'm up to at meeksmixmedia.com and check out my superhero stories at dogboyadventures.com. All right, well, I guess that's about it. Uh, we're, we're heading to Kansas next week. Yay. Uh, there's no place like home. I hope there's no tornadoes. Here? Or there. Like, like it's Kansas. Actually, we, we've been having a lot of like tornado warnings and stuff here. I was like, yeah. maybe we'll go to Oz for the season finale. I know. I think I put something on uh, Twitter last night about somebody leaving a baby in a Moses basket. <laughs> anyway. Nice. All right. Well, uh, in, in, until a wicked witch washes up on your door via tornado, I guess, I guess we got to get out of here. So until next week, greetings, greetings from, from Story Bro. Bro.